Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Emily Six. Thanks for listening today. As we begin our prayer and our reading today, let's just start by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a couple moments to just share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. Prayer for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us safely to the beginning of this day. Defend us by your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor run into any danger, and that, guided by your Spirit, we may do what is righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture, I ask that the Holy Spirit would lead me and give me understanding. Father, please meet me, be near with me, and lead me into your kingdom today. Today's reading is John 11. We'll read through verse 27. Now a man was sick, Lazarus, from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with her fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, and it was her brother Lazarus who was sick. So the sisters sent a message to him, Lord, the one you love is sick. When Jesus heard it, he said, This sickness will not end in death, but it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after that, he said to the disciples, Let's go to Judea again. Rabbi, the disciples told him, Just now the Jews tried to stone you, and you're going there again? Aren't there twelve hours in a day? Jesus answered, If anyone walks during the day, he doesn't stumble, because he sees the light of this world. If anyone walks during the night, he does stumble, because the light is not in him. He said this, and then he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm on my way to wake him up. Then the disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will get well. Jesus, however, was speaking about his death, but they thought he was speaking about natural sleep. So Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. I'm glad for you that I wasn't there so that you may believe, but let's go to him. When Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go so that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. Many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort her, them about their brother. As soon as Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. 
but Mary remained seated at the house. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Yet even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Your brother will rise again, Jesus told her. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who comes into the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on the scripture, I think about the difference between what we read and what Mary and Martha were experiencing. We can read here the intention in Jesus' actions, in his words, in his um, leading the disciples, and in his choice ultimately to wait four days um, to go and save Lazarus, to resurrect him from the dead instead of saving him from death in the first place. But Martha and Mary didn't have that perspective. We read Martha's kind of interaction with Jesus, and I find it to be so inspiring and so challenging and comforting. She approaches Jesus with the freedom of someone who knows him very well, um, who has a very intimate friendship with him. She says to him, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And it's easy to take that as an accusation, but it reads more in the context of everything else of a statement of faith, of saying that even though he did die, my faith in you has not changed. My understanding of what you can do has not changed. I will not be moved from my faith and belief in you. Um, She says again, you know, I know he will rise again on the resurrection at the last day, showing faith in this long-term vision. But the difference here is that Jesus sees the long term as though it is the near term. He sees the long picture all the way into the future where he comes back and redeems us and brings us and makes a new heaven and a new earth that is as close to him as today is. So in our suffering, we see the short term. We see today, tomorrow. He sees eternity as if it is today and he says uh in verse four he says the sickness will not end in death but it is for the glory of god so that the son of god may be glorified through it i think that's a really great example of this long vision that he has and how he sees the long game and how things will play out in the end Um, and he's trying to communicate that in a way that the disciples in the moment would not have understood So Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Do you believe this? She says, yes, Lord. Um, And again, she believes this in the sense of after, you know, the resurrection, after Jesus returns. Um, And in Jesus's goodness, he gives her a glimpse of the far and the near. And as we know, he raises Lazarus from the dead, and it is ultimately for his glory, and he brings near eternity for them to demonstrate not only his love for them and his power, but also the glory of the Lord. So my challenge today for you listening is, how would your faith change if you could see eternity as now? How would it change how you approach your friendships, your neighbors, 
your health, your wealth, your marital struggles, your finances, how would it change if we could see eternity as now? Lord, we confess to you that we are nearsighted people, that our understanding of time has blinded us to the glory that you hold and the mercies that you give us. Father, I ask that you would open our eyes to see into eternity and see the world the way that you see it, that we would be moved by visions of your glory today. By our lives and through our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen. Amen.